Sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I thought you were gonna give me some uh, something of you ready, oh. and then I was gonna have something hilarious planned. But now you're never gonna know what that is. I said. So. I said ready. But, I asked if you were ready, and you said yeah. There wasn't a, a rhythmic lilt to it, <laughs> so I was unaware. You, you said you were ready. Uh, did, did, we, did we just start subjective. the show, or do you have more stuff to do? Is, can, this be the, can this be the start of the show? Uh, I, fine. Okay. Um, hey. Hey, everybody. It's, yeah. It's Twin Peeps. Oh, Mini episode four, right? Mini episode four, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for continuing to listen. Who? I mean, no one is, but. Hey, no, we, we got a couple of likes after we uh, sent out the uh invite to like on the last two minisodes so oh you sent out more invites to like oh oh you're saying no, no, no. we yeah we have gotten no emails though uh well yeah no one's gonna email us email's dead it's all about twitter people are tweeting can i can i what if i was to say like that if someone was to email us i'd like send them a fr- like i'd mail them something physically do you not want me to do that because you think it'd be a waste of time or because it'll be sad when no one emails us? Uh, you could do it. Do you want to... What, what is it? Uh, Michael.com? No, don't, don't say my name. Can you, can you believe that? I actually don't want my full name out on here. Can you please believe that? Maybe. Kyle. <laughs> don't fuck around. <laughs> no, this is uh, not... No, not acceptable. No, I'll bleep it out. Anyways, <laughs> thank you. I'm going to be upset if you don't cut this out. Um, <laughs> and it's right at the beginning, so I can't, unless you somehow insert it. I'm not, anyways. Um, if sure. you email us at twinpeepsshow at gmail.com right. and just say that you exist, and if you include your home address, I will mail you um, a signed letter of thanks. Interesting that you're weary of including your last name on this podcast while uh, expecting someone to divulge their physical address. Okay, what should I do? What should I... Getting something in the mail is fun, right? It's not a bill. True, true. So, well, I guess the challenge really becomes uh, if you listen to the show and you find us trustworthy enough to not do anything nefarious with your address information... So when we get no emails, you're going to be like, oh, it's because they didn't want to be found out, not because they weren't there. Right. They just uh, they just really followed the advice of Edward Snowden. Okay, sure. They're off the grid. All the listeners are off the grid, (laughs) except a a few of them on Facebook. Anyways, they they download the episodes at libraries and then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't even like that. You said that because I feel like you were close to referencing another podcast. Really? Yeah. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> I'm unaware of this other podcast. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. I, I thought, anyways, can we cut this out? No. Oh, man. We really should have warmed up and had a conversation before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways, um, what are we doing today? So, oh, wait, today, we introduced the show? It, yeah. Well, it's Twin Peeps, mini episode four. Hey, welcome uh, to Twin Peeps. Hey. That's um, Mike. I'm Mike. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, Kyle. Hey. Oh, hey. Um, Great. Yeah, let's uh, let's do it. Great start. Um, what are we talking about today? So today, in the Minnesota vein, we're not talking about an actual episode yet, because uh, Mike and I are still wildly too popular. 
Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we, so you were saying that this is our, what, 14th episode? Yes. Yeah. Hey, well, can the, we do the one about making connections? Can we do that one? Making connections. Uh, the, the, we had two ideas. I had an idea and you had an idea. Can you do your idea first? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, okay, so disregard the number of episodes that we've recorded. See, I knew um, what you were going to segue to. It was a good segue. I knew exactly where you were going. Oh, God, but you just shut me down. Yeah, but I, I think it'd be good if we did yours first. I can like I yours just, more. Can I just use your? Uh, can I use that segue next week? Sure. All right, great. They won't um, remember. So, yeah, uh, I am recently going back and finishing Fringe because I never did it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. It's, I, but I feel like it's, I've put so much time into it, and I'm in, like, a sunk cost fallacy situation where I have to finish it now. Is it good? Um, I don't think it's good. Eh, it, it's very Monster of the Week. It's sci-fi SVU kind of, um, except without any sort of due process for anything. Are you one of those people who loves uh, Firefly? Uh, I think Buffy's better, but that's contentious. I, well, uh, I know you're a big Buffy fan. Right. I, that's more, but I don't know. For some reason, there's people who are re- really, really into Firefly in them. Oh, yeah, brown coats. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a brown? No, you wouldn't. You I, wouldn't. I would not, no. Okay. Um, but I'm closely affiliated with uh, people who are. Uh, I, I run in similar circles, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, as do I. Right. Uh, right. But uh, I have strong opinions about it, I guess. Should we, because we're Twin Peaks fans, should we call ourselves uh, Purple Tweed Coats? Why purple? Because that's uh, Sheriff Truman's jacket. He wears a purple tweed? In, at least in the first episode. He has like a purple kind of tweed jacket. Mm. It's pretty late 80s and it's pretty great. How about like coop coats? How about the coop troop? Coop troop. All right, coop troop. I'm down with. Okay. Um, oh wait. Oh, is that what we can call our our, our listeners? Uh, <laughs> coop troopers. Yeah. Cooper troopers. Eh. Just Maybe coop not. troopers. Maybe not. All right. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> I'm you shutting really, down my own ideas. Yeah, you really no button everything. I, re, I I just got back from work. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not a. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. why did I insist we start recording right away? You're not functional. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So, getting back to what this mini episode's going to be about, seven minutes in. Um, so I've been I've been going back and rewatching Fringe, and in season three, which. I just got to. Uh, I noticed two things that were Twin Peaks related. One of them I probably should have noticed earlier, and that's that uh, Joan Chen, the actress who plays Josie Packard, plays a minor character in the series, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of interesting. But more notably, there's an episode in season three where uh, Walter, kind of an elderly science type, uh, puts on a pair of 3D glasses and, oh, just like Jacoby. Mm-hmm, and a character says, hey, that's a good look for you, Walter. And he's like, yes, I borrowed these from a colleague of mine in northern Washington by the name of Dr. Jacoby. And Can we go meta real, real quick? Uh, sure. Do you like that they did that? Uh, 
Because <laughs> I, not having watched the show, I, I, I don't know for sure, but it, I'm rolling my eyes at the idea of just trying to randomly connect two things like that that have nothing else in common. Right, right. Um, it's weird because it, it depends on how seriously you take the show, and I don't take it terribly seriously, so I allow for those kinds of like ham-fisted uh, pop culture refs. You know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> if like a true detective tried to pull that, I would be checked out so fast. Yeah, uh, but the show is kind of campy. Yeah, there's there's definitely like a there's an air of camp, um, even though it's it's not as campy as others. You know, I hear you. Yeah. I yeah, I'm just I'm I'm always so uh, eye rolly at just general reference humor yeah well like i was actually just talking today a conversation i wish you could have been a part of um (laughs) so i could defend some referential humor uh yeah your favorite referential humor show in fact (laughs) oh uh community yeah so Um, is that why you like rick and morty it's like the humor of community minus some of the referential basis exactly Hmm. I think I think we got down to the bottom of it. The reason I don't like community is a combination of not enjoying reference humor right. and the they just feel the need to just deconstruct every single trope. And I I want just like a <laughs> it, the humor doesn't need to be the cleverest thing ever. Right. It could just be good jokes, you know. You want something a little. Uh... A little lower brow is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, I get the jokes they're making. I just, it's not terribly funny. Sure. I'm sorry. I'll let you get to your point. This is the oh. longest. Oh, brother. <laughs> I'm having fun though. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, with that, with that episode in season three of Fringe, I thought, hey, you know, it'd be kind of a fun thing to do is kind of go through some of our favorite uh, pop culture references to Twin Peaks because um, over the years they've been peppered in to a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, and using that Fringe reference as sort of a springboard into others. Um, yeah, so that's... I'm also going to have that be my first reference to bring to the table. Uh, Mike, would you happen to know uh, any references offhand or have to happen to remember any references? I the suppose only, kind of, I'm sorry? Yeah, I, I, I didn't prepare, and I couldn't really think of anything off the top of my head other than I've had quite a few people tell me, and I've noticed it myself, that this season of True Detective we're on, season two, Mm. Um, reminds me a lot of of um, Twin Peaks. Have you watched this season? Oh yeah, I'm I'm caught up. Oh man, I really want to ask you what you think of it, but I can't get us off the rails anymore. I'll talk <laughs> to you about that later. Hey, no, it, mini episodes. Screw it. Okay, great. What's what do you think on? of it so far? Uh, I don't like it as much as I like the first season. Uh, it's I so think boring. That, I'm sorry. It's so boring. Yeah, it's a lot less dire. <laughs> of uh of stakes because it, it's largely surrounded this i get but i guess not either because it's all around one murder right yeah in, in true detective it's a murder of a prostitute 
or in season one, it's a murder of a prostitute. In season two, it's a murder of a like a mafioso type. Um, but I mean, like they didn't even get to like the general idea of what the season would be about until the end of the first episode. It took so long to cut to the cut to the chase. Yeah, and it, just I was so excited when True Detective was on. Because I was comparing it to Breaking Bad, where Breaking Bad early seasons, not a lot happens. It felt like True Detective season one, a lot of stuff was happening. There was right. The plot plot really went in interesting ways, and I constantly felt myself bored and not into what was happening. Has that changed now that we're into later episodes? No, it actually peaked in uh, episode three, where I was like, I was watching it with my roommates, and we were all very unhappy with what was happening. Oh, it, it peaked in disinterest. Yeah, it peaked in, in disinterest. Oh. Um, like, nothing happened in the last episode. Uh, it gave yeah. us a cliffhanger of Colin Farrell getting shot in the chest two times by a shotgun, and then immediately took away all that drama. Right. And <laughs> the most exciting thing about the last, last episode was a, a, a chase scene. I don't know. Yeah. No, one's, no one's terribly yeah. interesting. Like... There's no amazing performances. Yeah. I mean, it, but they can't, they can't just repeat McConaughey, you know, like Woody Harrelson wasn't, uh, he doesn't really get fleshed out as like a, a, an interesting character. I don't think until later episodes of the first season. Like really, if you're, if you're watching it for character in season one, it's Matthew McConaughey, but they can't just do that same thing again. Um, like I was, I was reading an interview with uh, the writer, the Nick Palazzo or whatever. Yeah. And he was saying like, you know, uh, one of the reasons why he expanded the cast uh, to like having four central main characters, which I think was probably one too many. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why he did that was because he didn't want to just do like basically just copy the buddy cop formula that he kind of based season one off of. Um, I, re- I really wish he would have done that just and changed some things around a little. Uh, yeah, I understand what he's trying to do. I honestly right. think that um, kind of similar to people say about George Lucas, where like when he was making those things at first, he had a lot of constraints because he didn't really have any experience. So he had to, right. you know, agree with what the studios were saying. And now he has full creative control because he had a masterpiece and it turns out that some of those constraints were good ideas. I, yeah, you know what I mean? Well, it's the one thing I would say is I don't think it's nearly to the same extent as George Lucas. Like this second season is at least in my opinion, it's still serviceable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if this was the first season of TV show, I would have stopped after episode two. Yeah. And the only reason I'm watching it is like, because I'm kind of hoping it's going to get good, but I would not say it's good right now. Right. There's the promise of it kind of reaching the heights of season one. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't compare it to I true detective season one was my second favorite TV show after Fargo. I'm a huge fan of it. Sure. And season two isn't even on my radar of favorite right. TV shows. And I'm, I would imagine it's, it probably has a lot to do with the, uh, yeah, just like a lack of focus, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much. There's a million characters. Right, a lot of characters, but then also it doesn't really even like. One of the nice things about having McConaughey in the first season is that 
they can focus around a particular ideology, namely mm-hmm. nihilism and pessimism, uh, and also tie that in with another like singular work of reference or like a singular reference, namely the whole uh, King in Yellow mythology. Yeah. Um, so having those two very basic things makes it a lot clearer whereas they don't really have a similar thing as of yet in season two or at least nothing that's like the not, nothing that the viewer has called attention to yet absolutely and i mean there's nothing i really care about at this point like in the last episode steve got murdered who is steve was his name even steve yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't remember who that character was. Uh, and they made such a big stink out of this guy dying, that, right. <laughs> and they made it seem like this was this huge big deal what, that we were supposed I, to get upset about. Was it the but, mayor's son? No, was he who? was he was he. It seemed like he worked for uh, um, Vince Vaughn. Hmm. I don't know. But I knew he was tied to Vince Vaughn, and if it was the mayor's son, then he would be tied to Vince Vaughn. If it was the mayor's son, they would have shown the mayor freaking out more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. It's not good yeah. if a show on if if a character if a character has a, it's like a significant death in the show, and we aren't sure what their role in the show was, other than that they were somehow related to Vince Vaughn. Right. Not I a good th- sign. I think it would be something that we would be able to get if we rewatched it, but mm-hmm. that shouldn't be a prerequisite for following along. Yeah, I also can't understand any of the dialogue on the show. <laughs> uh, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, there have been uh, quite a few scenes on the show that have referenced. Uh, I don't know if they're directly referencing Twin Peaks, but there hasn't um, been anything that I can I can see other than maybe like a similar otherworldly ethos sometimes. Well, there was a dream scene opening up episode three that was extremely Twin Peaks-like. There's yep. a creepy, like, there's all those songs they do in the bar, and it gives off such a Twin Peaks vibe. Oh, uh, yeah, that that singer is, like, it's, he's not only Twin Peaks. Actually, there, uh, you haven't even seen the scene that's most like, because there's a season scene in season two that that's even closer to. Um but uh, another thing that's very close to is uh, Blue Velvet. There's a um, a guy who basically sings a song in a in a very similarly hammy way. Um, although technically he's he's lip syncing to a record that's playing outside of himself. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very David Lynchian type scene. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I, I'm excited to. I, I hope the show gets good. I'm more, a lot sure. more excited to watch season two of Twin Peaks than season two of uh, True Detective. Yeah, which we should probably start doing that soon. Uh, I like doing these minisodes. I, so some... do I. I'm, I'm just saying eventually the uh, connection to Twin Peaks is going to get thinner and thinner uh-huh. as we keep doing minisodes. I've got, I've got more ideas. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay, what are some other references? Let's let's I guess go through them and I'll add color commentary. Sure, sure. Because um, I can't think of anything else. So some I like a lot of the a lot of the references. Um, people are uh, a lot of it's just like quick one-off stuff, like a brief mention and dialogue of like I watched Twin Peaks or 
referencing like Laura Palmer or something yeah. like that. I'm sure Gilmore Girls has like four of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, real quick, did you come up with any of these yourself other than the uh, other one, or are these all oh, from no, like, the, IMDb? These are all... All off well, the dome? It, not not off the dome. Uh, I, I wrote them down as I remembered. But um, yeah, so actually one that's kind did of ch- recent. Did what? you check IMDb, by the way? Did I? Um, I will go through it and f- look for any if you don't know them. Sure. All right. Good. Um, so one of them that's actually kind of recent, which is odd. Um, it, are you familiar with a regular show? Uh, I've heard the name. Is so it a gonna, p- podcast? What? No, it's a it's a cartoon actually on the uh, network for cartoons, namely Cartoon Network. Um, it started basically around the same time that Adventure Time started, so it's kind of a lot of people lump those two together. Sure. Um, but there's actually an episode in a recent season where uh, I. I didn't actually. I haven't actually seen the episode. I've just seen a uh, the clip from it. But the two main characters are chasing this other guy, and I think it must be in like a dream sequence or something like that. Because at one point they're running along, and this guy like red curtains come out of nowhere. This guy dips into the curtains, runs into the red room, and then runs out. But it, okay. it's very clearly the red room. It has like the jagged black and white tiles and everything is surrounded with red curtain, which is very interesting for a cartoon aimed at teens and younger uh, to have. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's actually kind of common with uh, um, like the, like Sesame Street will often reference like things that kids have definitely never seen. Wasn't there a Breaking Bad reference on a recent? They do like everything. I've seen them. I saw a clip of them doing a parody of some Alfred Hitchcock movie. I'm pretty sure there was at least a Mad Men reference. Yeah, I I mean, there's there's a like decent like they're good TV writers. They want to have fun. They want it to be not terrible for the adults to watch it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, what else you got? So uh, this is actually uh, something a little bit different. Uh, a, there's a video game that I actually have played, beaten, and thoroughly enjoyed. No, you've Could, talked about this. I have. Uh, called Deadly Premonition. At least that's what it's called here in the West. And <laughs> it's fantastic in how weird it is. But uh, basically the, uh, the story behind that game is it was in development in Japan for a while. Um, it was kind of a lower, it, it was always a lower budget sort of indie title, but sort of midway through development, they got a cease and desist for copying Twin Peaks too much. Like it wasn't a, a direct link, but they were borrowing too much of it that it could infringe on copyright laws. Mm-hmm. So they had to redesign a lot of the narrative <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, so what's left is probably the closest you can get to Twin Peaks in tone and a large part in actual gameplay in a video game. And it's pretty fantastically weird. I remember you mentioning things that were, that you could do in the game that didn't have any, that didn't make any sense. Like you could, like you'd have to wash your suit. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) If you don't wash your suit after a while, you will attract flies. 
and flies will just show up in cutscenes because you're wearing a dirty suit. You can also not shave and a beard will grow in. Uh, you can go fishing for no reason. Yeah, uh, the log lady. Great sell, great sell. Oh, it's... The other hard part about it is that it looks like shit. <laughs> it looks like the worst low-budget game you could ever possibly not wish to play. But if you can get past that, there's something really special about it. Yeah, when's uh, it from? Huh? How, how old is it? Uh, it's about five years ago, but it looks like it should be like a ps2 game from 2003 okay <laughs> like it it really is that bad as far as it's a uh, graphical fidelity i see that, that it has a 7 out of 10 on steam and a 2 out of 10 on ign so it's uh it has the world record for the most polarizing reviews of any video game uh you can also read destructoids review which gave it a 10 out of 10 okay so all depends on uh, <laughs> all depends on who you talk to. Okay. Um, what else you got? So I think uh, a big one that a lot of people will probably know already would be an episode of Psych called Dual Spires. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I know it has a bunch of the cast in it. Yep. So uh, this, I'm actually I I pulled up a thing with all of this just to have that on here. Um, so it features uh, Cheryl Lee. So Laura Palmer, Cheryl. Just tell me the just tell me the character names. God damn it! <laughs> All right, so uh, the actors who play Laura Palmer, Audrey Horn, Leland Palmer, Bobby Briggs, uh, ooh, a character I don't think you've met yet, uh, a character you haven't met yet, and the Log Lady. Oh wow! They couldn't get uh, Cooper, but they got Bobby. So I'm very yeah. very happy for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's, yeah, that's really all that matters. Um, so yeah, there, there's that. I kind of don't like that they couldn't come up with a better name than, uh, dual spires. Yeah. seems like a really, <laughs> like, I, ah. it seems intentionally bad. Yeah. Yeah. But um, some would say that about Twin Peaks. Maybe it was, maybe it was intentionally, intentionally bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also apparently the uh, the theme song for that episode was redone by Julie Cruz, who does all of the vocals of Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Well, so I mean, she does our she does our theme song too. True. We just she did, don't. Yeah, yeah, she does re-record it for our show. Right. She hops on the saxophone. Not yeah. usually her thing, but you know. Um. um what yeah. else? Uh, another thing. Uh. It was referenced on an episode of The Simpsons. Um, there's an episode where uh, I think it's Chief Wiggum. Uh, it's having a dream sequence, and uh, Lisa basically plays the role of uh, Laura Palmer, does the whole backwards, forwards talking stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, I'm looking through the uh, IMDb page of uh, Twin Peaks right now for references, mm-hmm. which could be dangerous, but um, yeah, for spoilers. Kind of. <laughs> but it's it's got some good ones that you might have not thought of. Uh, um, yeah, uh, lay it on me. Um, uh, too Many Cooks, that popular video. Mm. The, the murderer guy is reminiscent of uh, Capital uh, Bob. Yeah, that's a stretch. Okay. But I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. 
Yeah. Um, oh man, I just I just saw a good one. What was it? Um, oh my gosh, I oh. uh, I feel on the spot now. Um, I there's another one uh, on a couple of uh, Homestar Runner uh, videos. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, uh, sure. it's a thing. Um, there's a Halloween special on one of them where one of the characters is the log lady. So uh, okay. Um, ooh, Alan Wake. I'm sure this video game you've played. Uh, I actually have never played Alan Wake. Oh, really? I, yeah. I don't know. That seems like something you'd be into. But there's apparently a lamp lady, and I mean that showed. I don't know. The game seemed at least tonally somewhat similar. Right. Right. Um, uh, not sure how it compares to the Deadly Premonitions uh, pot lady. It's literally a lady with a cooking pot. Yeah. And oh, look at this. Um, mm-hmm. In the 2007, uh, it's one of your favorite movies, Good Luck Chuck. Um, in one scene, Chuck's little friend and his blonde girlfriend, resembling Laura Palmer, speak and move in backwards motion. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Would that convince you to watch that movie? Wait. Oh, man. that's Okay, so I'm going to revise my fantasy casting and put uh, Dane Cook as Dale Cooper. You know what? I actually think he might be able to do it. <laughs> I know you're being... Uh, facetious. Facetious. I, like, I'm, I'm not one of those, like, really hate on Dane Cook people. But I, but I don't think he can. I don't think he could do that role. Okay, some of these, some of these seem a little bit of a stretch for a reference. Oh, totally. That's I. That's why I. Oh I, no, no, no! I'm saying, I, I'm saying what I just saw, which was SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, a 1999 episode called Muscle Bob Buff Pants. Mm. Uh, it says Squidward likes cherry pie, like Agent Dale Cooper. Oh boy! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Um, I'm not really seeing any good ones. Yeah, I'm. Well, I've already exhausted all of them with my extensive pop culture knowledge. Here's so. here's one that I don't think could not have been an intentional reference. <laughs> In Titanic, oh boy, Rose says to uh, the her like boyfriend guy, um, "I'd rather be his whore than your wife," which apparently Norma Jennings said to her uh, husband Hank. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, here's one that uh, I think would be interested in watching. Mm-hmm. In uh, a 1997 episode of, of uh, The Simpsons, Homer watches an episode of Twin Peaks. The giant is dancing with the horse under the stoplight. Homer says, brilliant. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, I Wait, have you seen the horse yet? No. Okay, that's a season two reference. Yeah, not that much of a spoiler to know that there's yeah. a horse. There um, is a oh, horse. The movie The Mask from 1994, while mm-hmm. distracting the police officer after the bank robbery, he says, it wasn't me, it was the one-armed man. Oh, wait, couldn't that have been uh, uh, that Harrison Ford movie also? Ooh, I I would think it would be that. The Fugitive? Yeah. Yeah, what, what crazy person is spending like weeks of their time compiling every possible <laughs> reference for Twin Peaks on here. There's hundreds of references. I like I can't decide if it's just someone who's that into Twin Peaks where they want to see patterns everywhere or what the hell is going on. Like Yeah. All right, so is that all? Do you have any more? 
Um, so, actually, I think there was one. Um, I, so, uh, I finally got around to finishing Blue Velvet uh, this past weekend, which is good. Uh, but I think if my ears didn't deceive me, at least, um, there was a song in Blue Velvet uh, that is reused in Twin Peaks, not as like a, it, it's not very prominent in Twin Peaks. It's kind of in a prominent scene in Blue in the movie, but uh, yeah, it's still kind of interesting because I, I believe it's the same theme that gets reused. Okay, cool. Yeah, but it, I mean, it kind of makes sense because it's the same composer, you know. Same All right, director. Should we end this? Let's let's end this. End it on a strong note. End it on a strong note. Um, yeah. actually, uh, so thanks for uh. Listen to the episode. Uh, peep on twinning, everybody. Yeah, peep on twinning. And I got to remember that awesome segue for next week's mini-sode. Absolutely. And uh, how should we close the episode? Uh, should we get uh, David Lynch? Uh, hmm. Well, oh, it, first, it, many- I want to I say, uh, since we're, we've got a couple of likes on our Facebook page, you know what would be uh, even better for those people would be to rate and review us on iTunes. It'd be a <laughs> okay. huge, huge solid. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's weird that, like, no one has rated and reviewed us other than Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, apparently, according to what transpired with Dynamics, was uh, facetious yeah. itself. Anyways, let's close up the episode with... Uh, uh, David Lynch telling us his uh, the show he wishes would reference Twin Peaks. You know, I've always been a big fan of Entourage. I really think they take a lot from my work. Oh yeah, all right. <laughs> Bye. Oh God. <laughs> I was I was gonna try to sing the Entourage theme song, but I decided against it. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs>